0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. Today is Thursday, December 9th. Coming up, community violence can lead to lasting trauma for teenagers. Now, some Kansas City high school students are learning new ways to manage emotions and steer clear of conflict.
1: You gotta learn how to put your pride to the side. You gotta be able to you know, maneuver around the snake pit for real, for real. You gotta be able to not get bit.
0: We'll hear more about the push for restorative justice in Kansas City schools. But first, some headlines. President Joe Biden was in Kansas City yesterday promoting his new federal infrastructure plan. Speaking at the Area Transport Authority, he praised the city for planning to switch to more electric buses. Sustainability and clean energy are a focus of his plan.
1: replacing buses that are past their useful life, switching from diesel to electric, getting more people where they're trying to go more safely, faster, cleaner, like what you're doing here.
0: Biden also said improving the passenger rail system is a priority. He said taking a train from Kansas City to St. Louis shouldn't take longer than driving. A spike in COVID-19 cases, especially among children, has Kansas City doctors concerned. KCUR's Beck shackleford Wanganga has more. Children's Mercy Director of Infectious Diseases, Angela Myers, says there's been a drastic uptick in cases and hospitalizations among children. According to Myers, the positivity rate of children tested for COVID was 17 percent last week, compared to approximately 10 percent the week before. She attributes the increase to holiday gatherings and a decline in mask wearing. Myers says schools with a mask mandate have significantly lower COVID infections than schools where masks are optional. Others have chosen to go a different route and are making it, you know, voluntary, in which case we're going to see more infections spread. Myers says the best way to avoid serious infection of both COVID and the flu is to wear masks in schools and public and to get vaccinated against both viruses. Currently, the Omicron variant of the coronavirus has not been found in Kansas. The only known Missouri case of the variant is in St. Louis. Former U.S. Senator Bob Dole will be remembered this week in Washington, D.C. and Kansas. Suzanne Perez reports Dole died Sunday at 98. Dole's funeral will take place at Washington National Cathedral on Friday. The Senators' motorcade and casket will pause at the National World War II Memorial for a ceremony honoring his life and military service. It will be streamed online. Dole's casket will then return to Kansas for ceremonies on Saturday. A memorial service will be held Saturday morning in Russell. The public is invited to pay their respects. Saturday afternoon, a Kansas delegation will receive Dole's casket at the State House in Topeka, where it will lie in repose on the second floor before returning to Washington. Burial details have not yet been announced. A group of Johnson County students ditched their classrooms yesterday to feed those in need this holiday season. Culinary students from the Shawnee Mission School District spent the morning preparing 1,000 meals out of their student-run restaurant, the Broadmoor Bistro. Matt Zigenhorn teaches entrepreneurial leadership at the district. He says the event lets students see how food brings people together. And that's what we try and instill into our students as well, that food makes people happy, right? But it's also a very
1: key ingredient to uh, the sustainability of our lives.
0: The effort also kicked off a pilot program called Kids Feeding Kids, led by local nonprofit Pete's Garden. Yesterday's meals will be distributed to 250 families across the district. Coming up, how one Kansas City school district is helping its students deal with the trauma of gun violence. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. This is Kansas City Today.
1: At UMB Private Wealth Management, a division of UMB Bank, UMB always puts your interests first. UMB's registered advisors are fiduciaries, so that means they are legally and ethically required to only recommend investments that are the best fit for your individual circumstances. UMB provides one-on-one guidance to help you make savvy financial choices on your wealth-building journey. Tap into high-touch financial planning services so you can earn, grow, and create the life you want. Learn more at umb.com wealth management. Hey, this is Byron Love, and if you enjoy Kansas City Today and you haven't donated to KCUR, now is a great time to do that. Head to kcur.org support. If you do it now on new member day, you can get a new pair of KCUR socks and a tote bag for just $12.50 a month. Find the link in the description. And thanks for supporting Kansas City Today.
0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Kansas City, Missouri saw a record 174 people killed by homicide in 2020, overwhelmingly by firearms. And as the city deals with another deadly year, the trauma from this violence is making its way into schools. KCUR's Alex Smith reports on how one district is rethinking its approach to helping students navigate their anger and loss.
1: It's lunchtime at Success Academy in Kansas City, and students joke with Principal Robert Lee between bites of chicken sandwiches. Students typically come to Success Academy at Anderson after they've had behavioral problems or other issues at traditional schools in the district. These laughing teenagers seem carefree, But outside of this building, many of them face abuse, neglect, homelessness, or violence in their communities. Lee and I head up to his office, where he explains that murder has become so common in the lives of his students, their mourning has become almost formulaic.
0: But I'm afraid that some kids, when they do that, there's a routine where, okay, I remember him. I get a T-shirt with his picture on it and, and remember him. And with some, it's sort of like, okay, this is normal. Let's move on.
1: Almost as quickly as the principal gets comfortable in his chair, violence makes another appearance in his school. Lee hears shouting outside his door and jumps up to investigate. Down the hall, a fight has erupted among multiple students. Security guards race to break it up. One female student screams and cries, breathing fast as she's brought into the principal's office to escape the fight. Other students are escorted to counseling offices or ushered back to classrooms. At this time we are on restricted movement. The school is placed on lockdown. Well, I think, you know, this is just in general terms of when you have an extreme situation, you know, how do people... work through it stuff like that. Minutes later, inside his English class, teacher Robert Mead nervously tries to talk through what just happened, hoping to steer the discussion back to Zora Neale Hurston. Success Academy has seen a fair number of lockdowns over the years, but disruptions to class lessons are the least of the potential fallout. Micah, a ninth grader, says in-school fights can escalate and lead to gun violence off campus.
0: Oh, most definitely. You got to watch your surroundings if it's like that. It's not just going to be that one time, oh, this happened and it's just going to go away. No, they're going to keep it up.
1: From brawls to shootings, community violence takes a toll beyond physical injuries. Kansas City, Missouri, has reported an average of more than one murder every three days this year. And researchers estimate that one homicide victim leaves behind 7 to 10 traumatized family members plus friends and neighbors. Repeated exposure to violence forces developing brains into a chronic flight or flight mode, impairing kids' ability to learn and leading to behavioral problems. But instead of addressing that underlying trauma, schools usually deal with behavioral problems through punishment, like suspension. An ACLU report showed that Missouri ranks among the worst in the country for its disproportionate use of suspensions on black students. According to Senior Restorative Justice Coordinator Sarah Eblen, Kansas City Public Schools took this punitive approach for decades. But that just vilified students whose behavior suggested they needed help.
0: Our code of conduct had the word threat or threatening in it to describe students 17 times. So we are already creating a self-fulfilling prophecy for students. We're calling them a threat.
1: More recently, KCPS has been teaching students to regulate emotions like anger and anxiety. And in 2017, the district launched a restorative justice conflict mediation process. It's influenced by the idea of dignity, described by Harvard psychologist Donna Hicks, who says that violence hurts the self-worth of both the victim and the perpetrator. And this cycle is perpetuated by an urge to retaliate after feeling shamed or humiliated. In a pilot project at Southeast High School, instead of punishment, students who were involved in conflicts were given the option to sit down with a mediator and other students or teachers. They would talk through the issue together and plot a more constructive resolution. Two years after restorative justice began at Southeast, suspensions dropped by almost 40 percent. This year, KCPS took the additional steps of revising its code of conduct to reduce suspensions and expanding restorative justice programs to more schools. However, that complex mediation strategy is a tougher sell when students struggle just to feel safe. At Success Academy, restorative justice has gotten mixed reviews, even among students who realize they could use the help. It's hard for me to let go of anger. That's Mariah, who's in 10th grade. KCUR is only using the first names of students in this piece to protect their privacy. This semester, many fights among female students have started or escalated on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat before winding up at school. When she entered into a mediation with another student, Mariah says it ended within five minutes. She wanted to do it. We both wanted to do it, but I was angry at the time and said some things that I should have never say. Fights among male students have decreased, according to Sertain. He's a laid-back junior. He credits restorative justice for improving relationships among students. Sertain is now training to be a student organizer for the program. He wants to help his classmates learn to steer clear from the pull of fights. you got to learn how to put your pride to the side. got to be able to you know, maneuver around the snake pit for real, for real. you got to be able to not get bit. Principal Lee says right now is the hardest time he's seen for students in his 30-year career, and it's putting the restorative justice program to the test. Along with the high rates of violence, students are dealing with health and economic hardship related to the COVID pandemic, and like teenagers across the nation, struggling with their mental health as a result. Students, building, we are still on restricted movement. We are still on... Following the fight at Anderson, the building remained on lockdown for the rest of the day. Staff members like trauma-sensitive clinician Kristen Dua scrambled to give emotional support to students, including suicide screenings.
0: But I think today is just kind of an example of like buttons getting pushed and feeling overwhelmed and not knowing what else to do about it.
1: Sitting in her office as class is let out, Dua explains that mediation and other restorative justice practices will come later, after the immediate danger fades. For now, she's just trying to help students who feel like they're falling apart.
0: They're just dealing with so much right now. They've said, like, I'm really trying. And so recognizing their efforts and, like, I know you are. And sometimes we take two steps forward and then three steps backwards, right? But tomorrow, or when you come back, we're going to keep moving forward together.
1: For KCUR 89.3, I'm Alex Smith.
0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read our coverage of President Biden's visit and Alex's story on restorative justice, visit KCUR.org, where you can also hear a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. To read Alex's story on restorative justice, visit KCUR.org, where you can also hear a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, we want to hear from you. Please write us a review on your favorite podcast app, or leave us a voicemail at 816-235-8930. Tomorrow, we'll hear what might be next for a troubled federal prison in Northeast Kansas. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.